Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now, here's your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, good day, everyone. This is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Glad to be with you today. It's another beautiful day, no matter where you are. And we really thank you here at Wealth Academy Podcast. We want to thank everyone in the community who listens in the 34 countries of which we have both listeners and subscribers. And don't forget our motto is wealth is more than just money. Now, today we're going to have a great time because we have a wonderful guest here. And her name is Deb Monfit. And she is doing some amazing things. So, Deb, how are you doing today, Deborah? I'm doing great, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, fantastic. It's, it's wonderful to have you here with us. Let me tell you a little bit about her, and you're going to find out how much ex expertise she has, the wisdom, as well as the beautiful gifts that she has as well. She's a content creator and strategist and a customer experience enthusiast. She's on a mission to help B2B businesses attract more customers with content people love. With over two decades in corporate four startups in her own content business, she's combined her customer service expertise with content to creatively solve problems for executives, marketers, and even owners. She leads Content Triggers LLC, which is located in the beautiful Boston area. Yes, Deb, welcome, and we're honored to have you with us today. So we're going to get right into it and uh, get started, and we're going to share some things with our listeners here and how it can help them so that they can contact you and just have their businesses just inundate your phone lines and just shoot your revenue right off the charts. <laughs> Is that a good thing? That sounds wonderful. <laughs> Fantastic. So Deborah, welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast, and it's an honor to introduce you to my community, when did you know you were going to be a content creator and strategist for business to business, B2B businesses? Well, it, it's kind of a, a journey. Uh, I started out in corporate. Um, I graduated from Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon and went into a startup immediately. Yes. And so I got a taste of what you needed to do. <laughs> okay. To sell products and, and introduce products and services that no one, nobody has ever seen before. Um, so this particular um, assignment was with a company uh, called Circa and uh, Continental Can, sure. which was, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the can packaging industry, but I, I am. they yes. had clients like Coca-Cola so uh -huh. and Gillette. So we were working sure. on changing the manual design uh, to print process to digital, all digital. Okay. And so um, from there, I went into uh, another startup uh, for packaging design, specifically for the design aspect. And I work okay. with uh, clients like Playtex. Yeah. And one of the first projects was um, a redesign of the entire Jermac line of hair care products, huh? all digitally. Wow. So I really had to understand how to communicate in a way that I could build trust with my clients. Sure. especially with something brand new that could change their whole um, workflow and their whole company. Okay. Um, so in, in the process of the Playtex uh, project, sure. um, we worked for the, I worked with them for about a week, just getting them mm -hmm. to understand and just giving them demonstrations and showing them how things worked. Sure. And so they ended up following, uh, going forward with it. And in the end, we actually changed the design cycle from six months down to just under four weeks. Wow, to print. that's really great. 
Yeah, yeah because that, had, that, like, that saves money. Oh my gosh. And yeah. they had about 50 to 60 choices because wow. digitally you can do them very fast. Exactly. Yes. And then we were able to take the designs and put them on the store shelf 3D. So it was really very cool. So that's where my customer enthusiast experience comes into play because I worked mm -hmm. with customers as a pre-sales specialist. So I did over about a thousand demonstrations on different products, you know, services and right. applications and things. And so I had to show them a lot of new, new things, bring them into new territories and sure. try to, you know, get them to trust what we were doing. Exactly. So you're switching that, that learning curve for them as well as you're educating them. Definitely. Because if you didn't build the trust and you didn't educate them properly. Exactly. They, they're not going to follow. Risk. Yeah. They, they just won't. <laughs> And I, you know, you can't blame them because it's, you know, it's sure. money and it's, and it's their new. customers and everything. Sure. So um, I worked in um, product development, um, mm -hmm. product marketing, training, customer service. I was sure. the beta person that would, you know, go to okay. beta, beta customers. So, you know, the, the software applications had to be up, you know, sure. right on. Otherwise I could really mess up their whole production. Exactly. Line. So once, I know, I, I was doing this for about two decades. And then mm -hmm. finally, uh, one day I just said, you know what, I think I, I can do this myself and I can help more people and just experiment more. Exactly. So that's when I decided to go on my own and start my own business in the content yeah. space. Yeah. And B2B was just a natural progression because I was in- That's you know, what you were doing. Business. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Well, that's so interesting. And when you say you take it from a, to a digital platform, could you explain that? So it's going from a physical yes. standpoint over to the digital, just as we are now with COVID-19 and going from face-to-face -to, -face to virtual platforms. Exactly. So you're taking a product that's the same direction. So let's just say they're designing, let's say as a designer, you're designing with, you know, pens and, sure. you know, paper, paper. mediums. Well, this is actually um, inputting it digitally. And being able to, this was one of the first, um, and that was one of the first design access studios in the country that I, that I, oh, that I started. started right. So it was a, a very new process. Mm -hmm. So it was like taking everything you did on paper and putting it on the computer. Exactly. I told everyone, all you listeners, this is cutting edge right here. <laughs> you heard it here first, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and that was years ago. So, yeah. 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 So, so everyone else is catching up now. Everyone else is catching up. And exactly. that's where six years ago, um, I decided when I went on, on my own, um, I could see that in the space that a lot of companies um, were, it was all about them and their products and services. Right. Speedware really wasn't, you know, connecting mm -hmm. with their customers. And I understood why, because sure. I was always in the heat of things. So I, I, I was physically there. Um, so that's when I decided to come up with, um, a new process to try to fix everything. <laughs> sure. Yeah. That, that is outstanding. Yeah. Yes. So it was the, so too, because a lot of people had a lot of questions and, and they, they, you know, they had, they were frustrated and, and it really didn't have to be that way. Exactly. And, and again, change is always the issue there as far as it pertains to that trust as well. Well, I'm not sure. It sounds nice, but you're going to have to show me. <laughs> That's kind of the approach people take, our organizations I, take. I will do that. And, and I'm going to just, before I show you the actual process that I developed, I'm going to sure. tell you why. Exactly. Have you ever heard of the self-determination theory? Uh, yes. You have? Yes. Okay. yes. Uh -huh. um, 
but tell us more. <laughs> okay, the self-determination theory um, is an organization with leading science research and human motivation from mm -hmm. the world's top experts. Okay. And they, they, they um, researched and came up with three psychological needs sure. um, in, in all of us. Yeah. And they are relatedness, autonomy, mm -hmm. and competence. And they're very important for our well-being, self-worth, self-respect, and motivation. Right. And basically, these are universal needs, just like thirst, hunger, and sleep. Exactly. They're not satisfied. We're just not, we're just at odds with everything. Exactly. So in mm -hmm. terms of relatedness, that means feeling connected to others, sharing things in common, sure. uh, feeling people care and social support. Exactly. And autonomy is understanding what really matters to us. Mm -hmm. And that means having choices. Feeling exactly. in control and making informed decisions. Yes. Now, competence deals with confidence in solving challenges, achieving goals, mm -hmm. completing tasks, and having the right resources and skills. Excellent. So why is this important? Because if any of these three are lacking, your audience's well-being will suffer, frustration sets in, engagement drops, and their motivation is drained. Ah, and so that's how it all comes together. You have this, what we call the trifecta or this trinity. Yes. In which it has to be aligned and in order for it to really work are the processes that are part of it. Yeah. And, and so that's really what uh, each of the, the businesses were going through when they were adapting uh, the, the digital process then. Right. Because mm -hmm. obviously people need their products and services. That's correct. But it's a matter of how you introduce them. Sure. And when someone is still trying to figure out what matters to them and, you know, and, you know, because they're uncomfortable, they don't know sure. what they need to know. Exactly. Introducing solutions is not, is not the right way to go about it because, because they're not feeling the relatedness, autonomy and competence yet. Sure. So um, that's where my process that I call irresistible content Got comes it. into play. So that's how it, it came about. Yes, yeah. it taps into all the psychological needs. Okay. Most Fantas of them. Exactly. Fantastic. That was education that I just had and the listeners as well. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. So, so, so this, yes, go on. I say, so this is where um, my process comes into play. It's called irresistible content. Uh -huh. And it's basically the master plan that you need before you put pen to paper. Okay. And what it does, it centers your content on your customer. Sure. And it's the center framework, C-E-N-T-E-R. So okay. E for connect, E for engage, uh -huh. N for nurture, T for trust, E for educate, and R for repurpose. Okay. And this framework all together creates the irresistible content master plan. Great. That is fantastic. And definitely, we're going to uh, definitely uh, get into that even more. So let's talk a little bit, uh, Deborah, about uh, maybe some challenges you may have had, uh, be they personal or professional, and, and how you were able to overcome it and persist and go forward. Uh, it can be something work-related or even personal. Okay, well. That's the challenge um, for, for the audience. Mm -hmm. For the audience. Mm -hmm. When I first came up with this um, process, I, I did an yes. ebook and I did podcasts and, mm -hmm. and I was on, on a on customer engagement magazine I, and I ended up being the editor, helping them with things because he really liked the wow. concept, the editor and everything so, was going so great. You were on I the was, cover, but yet you actually did it. 
Wow. That's, that's awesome. It was really fantastic. And um, yeah. so I was able to break out the process and I was able to help him with interviews and sure. I would interview people here on the West East coast and he was on the West coast and, okay. and he discovered me through one podcast. So wow. it was really amazing. Yeah, you, you notice the host here saying, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that is that's it's just <laughs> so unique." Exactly. <laughs> and that's the that's the connection. That's, that's the connection exactly. And then it's, life got in the way. So that was six years ago. Life got in the way, and um, yeah. I had a serious health right problem, and I had to to jump out of everything for about two years. Sure, sure. So then I had to come back and start all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you needed a break. That's what it sounds like. I didn't want to break. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Fantastic, but I didn't have a choice. So exactly. Yeah. You, know, life yeah. Gets, you have to stop and listen. Yeah. yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Absolutely. But we're glad that you made that recovery. And and for our listeners, we know that they wrestle with some challenges uh, in different areas of their lives as well. So by listening to your story and your testimony, it helps them to go on, helps to inspire them. And that's primarily why I asked this question. Yeah. Okay. So uh, again, let's talk about your greatest success. And I believe that you're, you're sharing that's part of that already, but if you can share that success and how it's elevating you to go even further along your journey in life, either um, professionally or personally, yeah. Well, when that happened, um, I basically had to shut down my blog and just my email list and everything. So I, I had like had to start communications pretty much all over again. All over, yeah. Because two years is a long time. It is. Business. And I never brought the concept back, but I was using it with, with clients, basically. Sure. Um, you know, they would, you know, be frustrated because they didn't know what to do with their white paper. So I would break it out into slide shares and different, you know, infographics and articles, and then they could reuse things. And, and it worked really great. But I, I never really explained this process. I just kind of sure. did it in the background. Exactly. Then when the pandemic hit, I just woke up one day and I had a couple of contracts that were... Um, dissolved because of the pandemic and exactly yeah now something I just need to do something more and and I just woke up one day and this kind of came to me and said what am I doing I'm sitting on this exactly (laughs) need to get this out we have to move it move it forward (laughs) move it forward so that's Mm -hmm. why I'm bringing it back again it's I just don't maybe it just wasn't the right time yeah that could be it but I think now is yeah, I, really, I believe now is I, I have a really great feeling about how things are going to go this year, especially compared to last year. And, and we're much stronger now than we were stronger. What do you think? Um, what are your um, suggestions and what are your um, feelings of what's going forward? Well, mine is, is that number one, we know we're not going to go back the way it used to be. That's number one. And we also know that technology is going to carry us forward uh, by virtue of we can't right now go to the uh, face-to-face meetings or live events right now, but we can use that virtual platform. So I I think the more uh, that we perfect our approaches and our processes online in the digital platform, I think that's going to actually win the day. And because there's discussion now about uh, companies, will they actually bring employees back in Mm -hmm. or will they remain as remote employees, just as an example? Uh, will the children go back to school or will they stay at home online? And so I think uh, with the way things are going now, people are re-engineering how they're going to do business. And, and the number one thing is there are a lot of companies that are setting records for generating revenue. Now, I know it depends on what, what the field is, anything related to the pandemic, 
is a winner. And then all of those products that are out there, you know, our Amazons and our Walmarts, et cetera. So perhaps those are maybe some models in which, which uh, small businesses can follow as well. So I, th I think it's going to be much better than last year from what, what I'm, I'm gleaning right now. Let's hope. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we have to, of course, get, get our uh, Congress to move forward as well, Congress and the White House, because uh, with the, the laws being written uh, and the bills being passed, a lot of what's going to happen to the economy is going to depend on the leadership of this country as well. And I used to work on Capitol Hill in the House of Representatives from someone you know. <laughs> you know, uh, Senator Kennedy? Well, yes. I worked for his son, Patrick, in a oh. fellowship program. Yes. And Patrick, of course, he, he's no longer in Congress, but I worked for him for a year. So we have to ensure that the legislators do their jobs. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. So let's take a look at something that's near and dear to you. And it's called and you mentioned it before, irresistible content. How did you come up with this idea and how does it serve your target market? Because I really want people to take a deeper dive into understanding exactly what you do so that, again, they can call you, inundate your phone line, and just send your sales numbers off the charts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking it's really important to communicate, especially nowadays, um, and mainly we're communicating through content. Content just isn't about writing. It's the visual. It's the um, interactive, like we're doing. It's video. It's, um, it's graphics, graphics, all sorts yes. of things. Mm -hmm. um, I call it the VIP experience. Yes. <laughs> Visualize, inter interactive, and personalized. Uh, excellent. Um, and everybody wants things that are irresistible. I remember one day when my daughter and I were planning a trip to New York City and I typed mm -hmm. into Yelp, um, the best restaurants in New York City. Sure. And um, this one um, review popped up and uh -huh. said, this is the restaurant that, this restaurant uh, is one that I would come back to and bring my friends anytime. Wow, that's so, a good endorsement there. <laughs> it is very good. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be great if everyone could have that endorsement absolutely. to me? That's irresistible. That's irresistible. So, absolutely. That's why I decided to name it that because you want, and, and it's more of a mindset. Sure. So when I teach this framework, I, I, I like to, um, it's, a, it's a master plan, like I said, before you even get into content. Sure. So what I like to uh, explain is everything you do, try to make irresistible. So when I'm cooking dinner, sure. I try to do more of a gourmet meal, or I try to do something special, or even if you're um, planting your garden, Absolutely. Or, you know, you're taking a walk or you're, you know, whatever you're doing, try to make the best of it yes. and make it so irresistible that it's fun to do and that people love to, to be with you in exactly. that. Exactly. So we're and, exceiding the expectations. Yes, and having at a high level. Exactly. And then that yeah. helps you with coming up with ideas sure. for work-related things as well. Exactly. Kind of a whole mindset shift. Yeah. And, and so that takes it out of the, what we call the, the, the norm, or it takes it top level. It takes it levels higher. It's no longer standard, but it's unique, it's special. And uh, we use that word, the wow factor as wow. well. It, irresistible. Wow. And people, they have that experience and they, they can't wait to share it with others and, and also have it be a part of what their business is as well. Exactly. Yes. And it can be just as simple as 
True. You know, a lot of people have questions, but they're not being answered, or yes. it's really hard to find the answers on the internet. Exactly. Answers from someone that you can trust. Yes. But if you answer the hard questions and someone just mm -hmm. reads that and says, wow, I really needed to know that. Exactly. Come down to being something as simple as that. Yeah. And it's some, hey, I know I can count on them. Right. And I can trust what they're saying and what I trust them with. It works. And so guess yeah. what that means? Aha. Uh -huh. They come back. <laughs> yes, yeah. they come back. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a magnet <laughs> at that exactly. point. Yeah, that exactly. attraction factor. Yes, that's excellent. And um, so we are coming back uh, with irresistible content. Uh, you had it for two years, and now you're gonna you're rolling it out again. And um, so you you're having a launch with it. It's already launched, and are you planning some other events surrounding it? I'm in the process. I I um, okay. had my first summit um, on the trust factor. Okay. And it and it was really a big hit. So what I'm doing now is I'm. I'm coming up with uh, like digital courses, uh, co uh, group coaching, right? Good. Uh, those sorts of things. So I want the interaction, yeah. but for people that want to sure. move at their own pace, try exactly. to do the digital aspect as well. Sure. Absolutely. So I'm working yeah. on that, working on a website, but um, the sure. te technical stuff got me behind. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I was uh, I was just in a seven day challenge, and the individual he kind of host things like that. And one of the things he said was, you know, people out there making $10,000, they don't even have a website. <laughs> people looking at the end product, right? That's <laughs> they're not, they said, they're not looking for the logo, right? That's what he kept telling people. They're not looking for the logo. And uh, I, I thought that was interesting. And then I had a, another individual uh, that I interviewed and she said, one of the uh, great paths that she has people to follow is she writes quizzes, nice. quizzes for business. And that gets the the prospective client to write what they need in their own words in many ways. So that, that fits right into what you're doing as well. That's excellent. Cause I'm yeah. also designing an assessment so that right. someone could take the assessment and see which areas they're weak in and that they want to expand in. Yes. Fantastic. Quizzes and assessments are excellent. They absolutely are because it, it gives people the answers they want and it gives the, the entrepreneur the business owner, some of the answers that they need and how to, how to fulfill the needs of those clients, you know, absolutely. in the future. Yes, absolutely. So when we look at uh, irresistible content and what customers need, what are, what are you finding uh, that they need at this point? And I, I know that you had that experience that 20 years working with, with the company that you were with. And how does it relate to today with your own business in terms of how it fulfills the needs of your client? And what, what would, say, yes, and what, what, would, what would be your ideal? Okay, first of all, I think um, what I'm seeing missing a lot is the foundation, the purpose. Sure. Um, everybody has to, you have to have a purpose or have intentional content. Right. Um, as I say, well, because if you don't have the purpose, then you're just writing content for content's sake and it's not helping anyone. Sure. And for the purpose, which is the connection part, you have to connect your company message and your goals to your customers' needs, sure. wants, and um, goals. Mm -hmm. And then connecting that to, I call the content seeds, yes. which is where you're, you know, the topics that you're planting the seeds for to grow, basically. Sure. Um, so that's where I see a lot of people missing. They don't really know what their customers need or want. Mm -hmm. They just have, um, they think they know. Sure, um, sure. 
instead of like really looking at maybe what the the sales teams are are hitting you know obstacles what mm -hmm. obstacles they're hitting against or what questions the customers are having or even in the support and what questions are their customers having that they're they're you know contacting support with sure. so if you don't have that foundation it's kind of hard to get the rest going yes so that's the first place so that's that the getting the basics requirements uh, down pat and then growing it from there. Exactly. Developing it from there. Yeah. That is it's so fascinating. And uh, I think when it comes to companies, a lot of them probably haven't had experience at doing that from that perspective. Oh, yeah. Probably not. Yeah. It seems right. a lot of companies, um, it, it's more geared toward, okay, I'm releasing this software. I'm, I'm releasing this product. Sure. Let's just get the information out there. Exactly. But the missing area is that if people aren't really sure about what their problems are and challenges, True. when they see a solution, it's mm -hmm. not going to mean much to them, especially if it's something new. Exactly. Because they'll think, well, I don't need that. How will that fit into my life and in, in, into my business? So. In, the, in the interim, yes, in the current period, yeah. Because they did, just don't have that vision for it as of yet. They because don't. They haven't defined what they are for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's... Instead so that's the element of, of them getting that trust and everything. Yeah. Bringing that back in. Instead of introducing solutions at that point, you should introduce um, what the customer's going through mm -hmm. and try to get them to understand that, that there are solutions yes. to what they're feeling mm -hmm. before, bef you know, there are options before you hit the solutions. Exactly. Well, that's great. And that helps, uh, uh, take companies, uh, help them to go forward in terms of what they're trying to achieve. And do you find that some companies, they can identify it right from the very start or it still takes that period of education and helping them to discover it? It takes, it takes a little bit of um, prep. Uh, you really have to um, brainstorm and sure. you know, really have a, have a good foundation. It takes a little time, but it's worth it in the end because then you have a lot of ideas to um, expand on. Exactly. And then repurpose is another thing that I think one-off pieces of content just mm -hmm. really don't, don't do much for your ROI. Exactly. Customer. Yeah. You really, you know, customers have to see things five to seven times or more. Exactly. You really understand them. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's almost like if you put out a, um, a uh, post out there, for example, a small business owner, and they're actually testing it when they put the first one out to see if, if, if anyone bites on it or if anyone is willing to learn more about it. And if it doesn't, well, you're going to have to try something new here <laughs> because it's not speaking the language of yeah. the people that you're trying to meet, which means it probably have to narrow down that, that niche, that, that particular uh, industry they're in, and the people in that industry to define it. Yeah. And yeah. then some people are, are, you know, more visual in the beginning. So mm -hmm. If you start off with some, you know, graphics, it could be an infographic, it could be a, a sure. cheat sheet checklist or something exactly. visual to introduce them, to get them interested and engaged. And then you can pull them into, you know, more of the in-depth information. Absolutely. Absolutely. But thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, that's for people who are listening as well. You small business owners, entrepreneurs out there that uh, there's a foundation, there's a pattern that you're going to have to follow as well. Uh, getting that surveys out there, further defining exactly what you need uh, from that content aspect. 
And a lot of times people are throwing, sometimes they're throwing things up against the wall and they're just trying to see if anything sticks. <laughs> it gets to be very expensive. <laughs> Time consuming, yeah. Absolutely. So thank you for that, Deborah. And let's uh, just go into the uh, three psychological needs a little bit more as it pertains to self-determination theory and uh, how that can help as well, that process. Just a little bit more. Okay, well, into the relatedness, um, mm-hmm. like I said, the first process in the irresistible content is connecting. How are you connecting? You know, what are their needs? Excuse me, making people feel that you understand them. They may, they may need to, um, they they also want to know that other people are feeling the same way and possibly having the same problems. Mm -hmm. That's where your customer stories come into play. Exactly. It's really important. It's not just about the challenge, challenge, solution result. It's more about if you're interviewing them, go deeper. Exactly. To, you know, what did they think their problem was and, and how, what, what made them want to try to change and, um, and, and try to bring it more from the opportunity aspect of pulling them out of what they're into and, and bringing them to a higher level versus just focusing on the problem. Exactly. The problem, problem, solution, problem, so, solution. But, you right. know, what, what can this new opportunity do for them? Give them those possibilities. Possibilities, which goes mm-hmm. into the autonomy, having choices, mm-hmm. and then giving them the, enough information that they can make in, informed decisions. Mm-hmm. And then again, that leads to confidence, competence. Yes. So if they have the right resources and the right skills that you've provided to them, then they will feel more confident in their decision-making. Absolutely, for sure. So it does take some work. Uh, it takes some concept of vision uh, and it takes work. And if there's a team, it takes teamwork as well. <laughs> Can't forget the team. <laughs> Don't forget the team. It, it kind of reminds me of when I was in the Air Force, everything was about that team. Individually, nope, the team. <laughs> so that, that's excellent. Excellent. And then another thing is if, if you're educating them on the right resources and skills, that's where you develop trust because they trust you, your knowledge. Mm-hmm. They trust what you're sharing, that you really care about them sure. and that you care about their success. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And who would be the central point, uh, point person in a corporation or a small business that you would actually be working? Would it be the, the, the president or would it be the um, staff, who, who would you actually converse with initially? It depends on the size company. It could mm-hmm. be the owner in a smaller company. It could sure. be the director. I've worked with um, the director of marketing several times. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Probably the majority of the times director of marketing, okay. because then they can get the team together for brainstorming and, and those sorts of things. Okay. Um, it could be a marketing manager. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I would say one of those three. Okay. That's great. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So they'll be the people who have to move that marketing to get the sales and the, the revenue, generate that revenue over time. Yes. Going to put them on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but they do, they do play a very important role though. Oh yeah. Uh, even in the military it would be the same way. We would have a marketing type of person uh, as we working with the different uh, defense contractors, et cetera. Yeah. We did a lot of that. So uh, that, that is awesome. So, Deborah, you know, excuse me, one of my first uh, white papers yeah. was 
military defense company. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they're looking for everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they have a $680 billion budget, they can do that. <laughs> <laughs> they have the, the majority of the overall budget for the entire United States. So, oh my goodness, over 50%. <laughs> you missed that, Paul? I miss the people. Okay. I miss the people um, because I know uh, they can bring in someone else to do the work. But during the time I was there, I worked for some great people, worked for and with some great people. And that you can never replace. Yeah. And, and But yeah. people ask, will you do it again? Absolutely. I do it twice. Oh. If asked. Yes. That's because you can get a lot of things done. Yeah. So I, I had a That's great cool. time. Mm-hmm. 20 years. <laughs> wow. That's a long time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so, sure you were fantastic at it. Oh, I had a great time. I, I did a lot of work in that acquisition area. And okay. so it was uh, buying aircraft and parts on aircraft oh. and, and foreign military cells and all kind of things. And then when it was on Capitol Hill, it was all services and it was all of the Veterans Administration. So I got a chance okay. to see it from the, you know, the big picture perspective. Well, yeah. you affected a lot of people. Yes, yes. I, I really uh, enjoyed the work. It was a lot of fun. And we work with the New England, New England Caucus. And that's why I was familiar okay. for the area that you're in. All the representatives, senators, and congresspersons from that, that, that area. Oh, that's yeah. mm-hmm. Had a great time. So our interview is coming to a close. I cannot even believe this, Deborah. I can't even believe it. <laughs> you want to share something else with our listeners? And if you do, you can do so at this time. I really appreciate it. And thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I would just say that um, when you're working with your customers, really just concentrate on them and, you know, give them the, you know, the time and the respect of just what they want to achieve. Sometimes they, they don't even want solutions or advice. They just want you to listen Sure. Uh, and just, you know, be your, be yourself and, and just really, you know, understand them, try to listen to them and, um, sure. you know, build a rapport and a relationship with them. Yes. That's a great starting point as well. Great starting point that could lead to years of, of work with them as, as well Absolutely. About, that, about that relationship. And nowadays, when it comes to relationships, especially with business, uh, that in itself is, is like a new process. You know, the way we communicate, you know, businesses communicate. Yeah, it's all changed a lot. So uh, one has to really be on their P's and Q's in terms of knowing how to to reach people and then knowing how to uh, get the follow on meetings and everything else. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yes, it absolutely is. It takes time. It takes time. So thank you so much for being our honored guest. And again, uh, Deborah is out of the Boston area, the, my most favorite area to travel. I, I didn't share this with Deborah earlier, but when I, I was uh, stationed out in Ohio, I would be working with contractors from leaving Ohio, going up to Chicago, Boston, and then Los Angeles over a two-week period of time, consistently. And my favorite area was what? Boston. Oh, no kidding. Oh. <laughs> I had so much fun working with people. I had a ball. I really did. Have you been there in the last two years? I haven't. But, you know, I, from living in the Washington area, I used to fly up there all the time on, on a Friday after work. Yeah. It has changed so much. It's yeah. a lot of development. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah a lot it's, of development. It's fun though. Oh yeah. A lot more. To, yeah. A- absolutely. Well, I know Senator Kennedy had a lot to do with it. 
I know yeah. he had, had quite a bit to do with it. I, I met his entire, all of all of Kennedy's, except John uh, Jr. But I spoke to him about three weeks before his plane crash. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, it was. It was. But uh, Boston is one of my favorite areas. Absolutely. Oh, well, next time you're up, you have to give me a call. I'll do that. I'll, I'll do meet. that. Yes, absolutely. Lobster. We can by then. That's right. It'll be warm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So thank you so much for being our honored guest today. And I really appreciate you sharing your expertise. And again, you lead Content Triggers LLC. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Fantastic. So what we want you to do, listeners, is to go out to Apple Podcasts. That's where we love to go. Rate and review this episode and also give her a five-star rating. We would give 10, but Apple only goes up to five. So let's max it out. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. And, and Deborah, let's uh, make sure that we get you well, or your, your website rather. And so people can also get it, learn more about you. Okay. I'm going to give you both because my, Great. my new website for the process isn't sure. uh, quite ready yet, okay. but that's going to just going to be, it's going to be easy. Uh, Deb Monfet. Yes. Com. <laughs> okay. And then my other one is content triggers. Dot com. Okay, fantastic. I want to make sure that people get this and I'll shoot, make sure I put it in the show notes as well, for sure. And also in the show notes, I'll give you a link to a free workbook on um, right. a case study makeovers. Okay. All right. That the listeners can download and, and work through and have a much better um, case study for themselves. Oh, fantastic. And, and that's a great way to learn as well. It is. Yeah. Great way to learn. Case studies are winners, no doubt about it. And the makeover <laughs> I did was based, um, it was it was more concentrated on the customer. So there are some new things in there that you probably haven't seen before. Exactly. So yes. have fun with it. Definitely, definitely. I, I review everything as much as I can. And like this morning, I was going through the, uh, looking at website, going to LinkedIn, any area that I could find and get information, which always helps. Absolutely. Oh, sure. So well, thank uh, you so much. I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. Well, it was so much fun. And see, when you bring on experts, and again, you shared your gifts, your expertise, you shared your wisdom. I learned a lot. I know the listeners are learning a lot too. And, and uh, again, we're hoping that we have some of those listeners who are out there going to be clients as well. And so we want them to know as much as we can about you and about what you do, because it makes a difference. Well, thank you. Yes, I it makes a difference. Anything okay. I can help you with, just let me know. Okay. That sounds great. It's and a lot so, of fun. Yes, I had a I had a ball. So uh, have a great day, everyone. And again, go out to Apple and rate and review uh, Deborah's episode today. You're going to really enjoy it. Recommend it to your friends, your family, your colleagues, and everyone that you know. And again, we're in 34 countries. So there are going to be a lot of people all over the world who, who will be listening to this particular episode. So uh, my time is up and I thank you for yours again. I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy podcast. Have a great day and I'll see you on the next episode. And Deborah, have a great day and an even better weekend. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you All for right. listening. Have a great day, everyone. You will See find you the, the show episode. notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes. 